Well, good afternoon and welcome to the program. Busy show today. Let's get right into it. We start with a special guest who's here to talk some Illinois politics and to uh, help make a big announcement. He is the editor-in-chief of the Illinois political newsletter. You can subscribe online and get up-to-date all the time on what's really happening in Illinois politics. And he is uh, one of those all-too-rare creatures these days, uh, an honest-to-God, authentic, thinking conservative who is willing to call out either side of the political spectrum when they go too far. Patrick Fingston with the Illinois is here with us. Patrick, always great to have you on the program. Welcome back. That just means everybody's mad at me all the time. Patrick, do we have you there? I thought we had you. Patrick? Wait, oh, wait, do you hear uh, me you know now? I'm sorry. I see what the problem is. That was my end, not your end. Hello, welcome. <laughs> I was going to say that just means everyone's mad at me all the time on both sides. Yeah, well, that's that, that's uh, not a bad place to be. I'm familiar with that as well. A- anyway, uh, thank you, and I uh, appreciate you. You had your uh, technical end uh, worked out just fine. I had mine screwed up at this end, but now we're both on the same page. So welcome to the program. Let's dive right into this. This is something that uh, I really appreciated your commentary on in the Illinois in, in recent days, uh, talking about something I've also complained about on the air here, which is, uh, and, and we see this every year to one degree or another, but it seems a lot more prevalent this year, just some real mm-hmm. dishonesty in some of the political ads that we're encountering. And, uh, you know, I, I figure they're doing it because they must think it's working. But boy, it is, it's disheartening to see our political discourse come to this. There, You know, politics is a game of, of spinning and traditionally trying to make something sound better or worse than, than it typically is. So there's always some, some exaggeration and taking things with a grain of salt that you usually get in, in political ads. But this year it's just gotten so much worse, and a lot of it's coming from Richard Irvin. And and I don't know that it's Richard Irvin himself. I think it's probably his his goons that are are working for him that that are just taking absolute nonsense and trying to make it fact. I mean, you can say a lot of things about Darren Bailey, and Lord knows I have said a lot of things about Darren Bailey. Calling him a Democrat is ridiculous. Or, or calling Jesse Sullivan, who's a, a Bible-thumping conservative farm kid, uh, you know, an Obama backer or whatever, socialist or whatever they tried to call him in one of these mailers. It, it's it's not even based in fact. It's it's like science fiction. It's so bad. And and, and where's the shame in this? You know, it's 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 almost as if these politicians know that that. Voters have become low information and uh, are are reaching out to the lowest common denominator so that they can sneak their way through a primary. And and it's really, really disheartening because one of the things that I I want to do and I'm trying to do with our newsletter is is help increase the understanding of what's happening in government and politics in the state and God, we need it, man. We we do, in fact, because what's really uh, troublesome about it, particularly with Irvin, and, and we see more of his because he's got the money to kind of flood the field with ads, but it's the combination both of the dishonesty, but also the hypocrisy in attacking Darren Bailey and Jesse Sullivan for supposed long-ago mm-hmm. votes they've made when Richard Irvin has voted in multiple Democratic primaries in recent years and still won't directly answer the question as to 
to whether or not he has at any time voted for Donald Trump. And you just marvel sometimes at how do people think they can get away with that, uh, accusing their opponents of things that they won't actually acknowledge themselves, uh, and yet they seem to get away with it. I, I think they just don't care about about the truth because at least in in the sense of Irvin, these these guys have to feel as if they have so much of Ken Griffin's money already, forty five million dollars, that that they can say and do whatever they want, and none of the other candidates can challenge them on it. And and Bailey's been raising a little more money in in recent weeks, specifically from Richard Uline, uh, but. It, I mean, it, think about this. Richard Irvin, who's an attorney, went to law school, is a state state court defense attorney, stands up and says in an ad, I will not pardon Mike Madigan. Mike Madigan is charged in federal court. If Madigan is convicted, the only person in the world who can pardon Mike Madigan is the president of the United States. He's an attorney. He knows that. Yeah. His people know that. They're just counting on on you all being dumb or not paying attention enough to know the difference. Well, and and that's so so frustrating. His statement is technically true, which is the best kind of true, I suppose. But uh, uh, now we have this new story that's Hold out. On, Jim, I need to make an announcement. Yeah. I am not going to cheat on my wife with uh, <laughs> Selena Gomez. <laughs> it is technically true. Even though it has no chance of happening. And everybody appreciates your, your candor in this regard. Patrick Fixton here with us. I'm here and honest. <laughs> honest From the Illinois newsletter. And uh, now today we have out this new story. And this ties into uh, Richard Irvin uh, as the, the law and order guy, as the backer of police. But according to this report from the Chicago Tribune, citing police reports out of Aurora, uh, Richard Irvin uh, sort of inserted himself into the middle of an altercation uh, where his girlfriend at the time, this happened about a year ago, and his girlfriend at the time got into a scuffle with the security guard at a cannabis dispensary in Aurora. She refused to leave. She was angry about a malfunctioning ATM. After about an hour, the security guard tried to drag her out of there. The uh, then-girlfriend fought back. There was pepper spray. Uh, ultimately, the police involved. And according to the police report, Richard Irvin finally showed up because uh, his, his then-girlfriend called him uh, he was overheard saying that these charges, quote, would be taken care of. Now, uh, Richard Irvin says that was misinterpreted. He was simply saying, we'll, we'll take care of all of this in court. What's, I think, really uh, kind of the bigger aspect of this story, Patrick, and I haven't seen a lot of commentary on it, is that uh, the woman in, in this case was actually charged with a uh, an ordinance violation, not criminally charged with battery in Aurora, mm -hmm. and that was apparently a, a left up to police discretion on that. So Richard Irvin's police department uh, decided to go with an ordinance violation rather than a criminal citation in a battery case involving his girlfriend at the time. Is this damaging or is it just too complicated and too much he said, she said to really make a difference? I don't know. Do you really want to be the campaign that has to explain how the, the candidate's girlfriend who's not his wife I don't know that his divorce was even final at that point yet, uh, was beating up a security guard at a cannabis dispensary and got arrested for it. I, I, it's just the whole situation doesn't give you those uh, Republican uh, evangelical family voter fuzzies, uh, warm and fuzzies. So so it, it looks bad. Um, 
again, who's going to have the the money to to put it out there? Yeah. And and if 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 there's actual proof that that Irvin directed the police department, whether it be the the chief or or the officers on the scene to to charge her with uh, an ordinance violation instead of a, a state charge, a county court charge, uh, like a, which would take her to Kane County Circuit Court. Um, if he actually intervened in that way, uh, that's probably illegal. I don't know that I can tell you that exactly, but it's it's surely unethical, and and it's 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 just a it's a oppo nightmare for the yeah. the Irving campaign that how did these guys not know this was coming well and we, we had the text messages last week where he uh, texted to somebody back in 2018 that Donald Trump was an idiot and a bigoted racist now this story today and you just wonder how many more shoes are going to drop and if it's not going to be during the primary if he wins uh, J.B. Pritzker will have the money to put this out there into the general election so you do have to wonder how many more things are out there just waiting to be revealed at appropriate times I, I've been told that his oppo file is thick, uh, and and the Pritzker campaign has unlimited dollars to uh, to spend to make him look bad. And you know, Bruce Rauner won in part in 2014. You know, even though it was a Republican wave year, uh, it, it had a lot to do with having more money than Pat Quinn did, but also having a a pretty inept governor and campaign staff from the Quinn administration or yeah. from the Quinn campaign. Yeah. Uh, they, they were uh, older, less less technically savvy, uh, had a, a candidate who was a bit of a mess, and and the Rauner people took advantage of that. The Pritzker team isn't like that. And, and Lord knows I have my issues with, with what the governor is doing and has done, but, but you can't say that his political people aren't smart and on top of things and absolutely vicious and and they will I mean, they will tear Irvin apart in in the fall you know and and they'll have the media money to do it but saying that you know a year ago i think if you'd asked any uh, 100 political pundits in the state 99 would have said it's a lock for pritzker for re-election i don't think you'd get half of them to say that now that it's it's a lock for him even with the, the issues with Irvin, even with some of the challenges that darren bailey brings into a general election should he prevail the other candidates as well uh, but this you know still it could be a very unpredictable free-for-all in the fall uh, once we're through the primary. Well, I don't think a year ago uh, people would have said that Pritzker is a lock uh, just because we didn't know what the field would look like. Uh, you know, Rodney Davis was still thinking about running for governor at this point last year. I, I think Kinzinger had still kept his name out there for a while, though the January 6th thing had kind of uh, soured him with with Republican voters. Um you know, and there were there was talk of of other of other rich folks of of a, a competent guy like Kirk Dillard potentially even getting in the race, and and so I think last year it would have been I think my position would have been Pritzker is vulnerable, and poll numbers had told us that he was vulnerable, 
but that he still had the advantage. An incumbent always has an advantage, and he surely did. And now, if if it's Bailey uh, or um, I, I mean Bailey, Bailey will not get elected statewide. It's just he's not done enough in the suburbs. He hasn't sent a single mail piece in the suburbs. He just went up on TV. And and it's I, I, I sense it's too little too late uh, to to pick up a block of voters that made up 52 percent of the Republican primary vote for governor in 2018. Uh, so he's he's just far too behind in, in that regard, I think, as he's trying to close out those undecided voters, the Irvin campaign on paper. He looked like a great candidate. He had a military record. He was the uh, uh, mayor of the second largest city in the state, of course, had the, the financial backing of the uh, richest guy in the state and and looked like there would be, you know, he rolled out his campaign with a really great, strong video about, you know, a, a great great grandfather who was a, a slave and how it had uh you know where it propelled to where he is today and it was a beautiful story that they're that they're trying to tell and then they just went straight maga like i put the thugs in prison and and riding around in the front seat of a cop car because i want to look tough and, and and it's just i think he's trying his his advisors are trying to make him pretend to be somebody that he's not He's he's an African American Republican. He's probably not a guy running around in a red cap, you know, screaming about the how the the rural white guy has been forgotten. So it's it's just let him be what he is, and 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 it's turned into a disaster yeah. so far. Every like, time he's opened his mouth, it feels like they had the script all ready to go, and then just tried to plug somebody into it, and it's not mm-hmm. a real good fit right now. Patrick, we could I could go on uh, the rest of the afternoon talking about this, but I know you've got a life and work to get back to, and we got a big announcement to make this afternoon. Uh, so, would you like to do the honors, or shall I, to tell people what's coming up the end of next week? It's your show, sir. Well, I'm happy to announce that uh, before and after the Memorial Day weekend, a couple of days on either end, uh, we're going to be juggling the schedule here a little bit to accommodate some vacations. So on the Friday before Memorial Day, one week from tomorrow, May 27th, and the Tuesday after the long weekend on Tuesday, May 31st, I'll be handling the morning show duties, and Patrick Finkston will be filling in for me here in the afternoons. He'll be taking your calls. He'll be talking Illinois politics and whatever else he wants to talk about and you will get the uh, the audio version of the kind of insight and information you can get uh, when you subscribe to the illinois newsletter so i do hope you will uh, tune in be nicer to him than you generally are to me and uh, and take advantage of his insight on these issues again that'll be starting one week from tomorrow continuing the following tuesday with patrick finkston filling in here on springfield's afternoon news and patrick in the meantime tell people how to find more about the illinois well, first of all, thank you for the opportunity. It's it's a pleasure. Um, obviously, I'll try not to belittle callers too much, uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I am because that's my shtick. So that's your shtick. Uh, I am a radio guy at heart. I, I spent you know the first dozen years of my my 
teenage slash adult life in in radio and and in news and i'm happy to be making a a return back so uh but in the meantime the newsletter is uh the illinois.com i-l-l-i-n-o-i-z-e uh you can sign up for the free newsletter or uh, or our paid subscriptions and uh hopefully uh you enjoy the the information that we're we're putting out and and telling folks of what's going on in in state government and politics definitely go check it out valuable information and you'll get more of that insight when Patrick fills in a week from tomorrow and then the following Tuesday here on WMAY. Patrick Fingston, thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon and looking forward to hearing you on these airwaves again very soon. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it.